Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV, on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at Benator Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Here we go, deep into the holiday shopping season. What will you buy? What will you avoid? What matters to you about gifts and gift giving? What matters to you about the stuff your child plays with? Today I'm asking three very thoughtful moms about their holiday toy shopping plans and priorities. Welcome to the Square Table, Sarah Stern, Nicole Kaplan, and Lindsay Nyberg. I'm so glad you're here with us. And I want you to introduce yourselves and tell us all about your children, and then we'll get into the holiday shopping specifics. Sarah, do you want to go first? Sure. My name is Sarah Stern, as Karen introduced, and I have two kids. One is a five-year-old boy who just started kindergarten this year, and the other is a two-and-a-half-year-old going on 12-year-old girl <laughs> who is in the Toddler Twos program here. Fabulous. Lindsay? My name is Lindsay Nyberg, and my son is Jake Nyberg, and he is 15 months. He... Um, is a very curious little boy, very into everything. He loves to study things and analyze. Um, he's he's more of a, a studier and an onlooker before he actually jumps in and starts playing. He has to analyze everything. And we're going to tap Lindsay's brain today because she's also a kindergarten teacher um, in her pre-Jake life. And yes. um, so we're going to get that idea, those ideas of how, what she thought of in terms of toys and play then and toys and play now. And Nicole? Sure. My name's Nicole Kaplan. I have a three-year-old daughter who is super curious and she's very into imaginative play right now, which is a lot of fun. And then I have a very cuddly four-month-old daughter. <laughs> so she's that, she doesn't need a ton of toys no, this year. No, not at all. Well, let's, let's start with Sabrina. Mm -hmm. And um, tell me about what's happening with her imagination and what she's connecting to. Uh, Sabrina just turned three years old, so now everything is a new toy. We go outside and we build fairy houses and we collect <gasps> rocks and sticks, and that's her, one of her favorite activities. So it's uh, it's interesting to see what can become a toy that wasn't necessarily a toy. Mm -hmm. Pretty much anything in the kitchen is now a toy. We use our our tongs for spaghetti. We make spaghetti monsters and. <laughs> No way! Yes, What's yeah. a spaghetti monster? We have little lacing toys, so she uses the laces and we use the tongs as the monster who likes to eat the spaghetti. And, <sighs> yes. 
half the That's time, so. fantastic. Yes. So have you started shopping? Yes, yes. Uh, her birthday was a few weeks ago, so we also did some birthday slash Hanukkah shopping. Okay. And yes. so what's so she's already received some of her yes. favorite gifts. Yes, what's yes. her favorite so far? Uh, she's wearing them today, her birthday rain boots. Her now, birthday rain boots. We went outside yesterday, and we jumped in muddy puddles for probably half an hour, which was great. With a British accent, of yes. course. <laughs> Thanks to Peppa Pig. Yes. I love it, I love it, I love it. So, of course, everybody knows that toys aren't just toys, mm-hmm. and, and it's everything that's that you can find in the world and every beautiful found object that a child transforms into something else who needs transformers when you have real life objects that kids can transform in their play all right so take it away sarah so i have a also very analytical five-year-old almost six-year-old boy and he is very very big into um, how things work and how things go and what makes everything do this and that and the other. So for him, this Hanukkah, I tried to concentrate. I did twofold. Um, one are practical gifts for both my my son and my daughter. Um, and by practical, I mean like recordable books. So in other words, I can go buy a bought a book. I think it's called um, My Wish for You. So my husband and I will record on it, and that will be something he can have forever. Um, and I also got one for our daughter because you know I want them both to, to have that. Um, the other practical gift for my son is he loves to take pictures on my iPhone and then print them, and he does it all himself. There's so much great software now. There yeah. is. Well, there I kind of took it back old school, but I got the Polaroid Instant Camera. Cool. That's actually it's reasonably priced, and um, he can take pictures, and they print right from the phone now. It's not like the old school type of, you know, we got to wave it. I can't I even know. imagine how they do it. But, I know. Okay. But so I got him that. Um, and then, like, pr- other practical things like personalized towels, like because I used to overindulge like if it, if I've got a kitchen it was the biggest kitchen if mm-hmm. I got um anything it had to be like the biggest this or whatever just because you know especially as a first time mom with my son I was just like oh he looked at this funny honey I gotta get it for him right. and then it gets to the point where it's almost as if they may as well have half the toys that they do have because they can't even see right. what they right. have so that's why this year I really focus on getting practical things so for him that's what I got oh, let's from go a back to the towels for a second okay because I, I and so tell yeah. me what you bought well, actually, my sister-in-law said, what well, can I get them? And I'm like, instead of getting another toy that is going to eventually overtake my my playroom, I said, she, she talks about these, like, hooded towels that are like, these microfiber things. And my kids love that. Like, it says their name on it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Cade loves it. It says Cade. I mean, Kyler can't read, but she knows this is Cade's. This is hers. So, and those are things that I can use. I love it. I love it. I love it. So hold your thought mm-hmm. on your next category. When do you come to that realization of how much is too much um, and start realigning? Because that was one of the first things you said to me when we were talking about buying toys. You said, my goals are different this year than in years past. And I also want to put that out there in the world, that there isn't this one plan that you have every year 
for shopping and or for toy buying because it has to change. It changes There's, with their age and interests. And what you see as filling, connecting dots and filling in gaps and rebalancing your homes and your lives and your routines. So it's a whole lot bigger than what do they need to become smarter, more interesting, reaching their potential. This is about a much bigger picture. So thank you, thank you. Um, when So the question to Sarah is when did you start to notice that you had to realign your gift buying priorities <laughs> when I realized that my toys had toys, and, toys, had toys. <laughs> and that basically everything that kind of got shoved to the back it's like they didn't even know they had it so it was might as well donate it so or how old some was of Kate? the time this was sad to say but this was kind of recent like mm-hmm. I would say six months ago or so but yeah. this, but this year that I will say, as far as the clutter goes, one of the things I thought about with with my daughter and my son, but like, so for my daughter, she loves play doh, so I got a play doh set that goes in a box, so that I knew I could. I mean, I, there was a method to my There's madness. Organization I got with it when it's coming in. Right, I got her a Melissa and Doug foldable dollhouse, so she could take it out. I mean, there were, I'm just saying because you oh, have. I love that you I got start your brands. You, you have about, your top hundred. Yeah, well, no, I was I was thinking about like how I'm going to organize because otherwise I just vomit the toys that's in the middle right, of the playroom, right. and then who knows where they go. Um, and then she's also big into dress up. So one of the things I got her, several of the things like jewelries and tutus, rather than having all of the house, my parents were like, well, what can I get her? So I said, why not a little, not a big, but like a circular wardrobe play. I'm sure if you have kids, she's my girl, first girl. So, you know, but, and everything can go in that. So it's, it's, there was method to my madness. The how you play with it matters as much as what you play with. Right. I mean, we see that in our classroom. Lindsay, have you gotten to that? Are you still in that? I can't wait for him to have everything. Yes. Um, and that's okay. Because <laughs> I'm glad that Sarah took five or six years to come to this awareness. You don't have to know this right away. I'm going to say yes and no. So the teacher part of me says organize, organize, organize. And I'm also a minimalist at heart. If you ask my husband, <laughs> he would say I I live at Boca Town Center Mall um, and I love to just shop, shop, shop. However, um, when it really comes down to it, I like the motto of less is more. So for me, it's quality, not quantity. I really like my son in this respect, I guess. I research, I think about what toys before I just buy them. He, we're not the type of shoppers to just go to the store, pick a toy off the shelf and some, say, Because it says have, have this it. toy this year. Right, exactly. So, I mean... It's the teacher part of my brain and the mommy part of my brain working together. (laughs) So um, we, like Sarah, did a lot of personalization. So we bought him um, not just Curious George, but Curious George monogram, and it says Jake on it. So um, that's one of his favorite characters. He's very, very much into Curious George. And he's our little Curious George. I will tell you, though, I mean, I do believe that those characters are their friends. You know, at this stage in their lives in early childhood, that they're not just... Mm, Brands. They are personal relationships that children have. And I think that's the most important. I think there's two things. My big model for this year has been follow the fun. But then also this idea of follow their hearts, follow their relationships, follow what they're drawn to. Because play is personal. Really personal. And for toys for him, um, so what we did is we did like a twofold where 
some of it's his interests, like Curious George. And then the other part, we did a little bit of STEM toys, um, you know, some educational. We just did a very big variety of educational, silly fun, um, personal, and just kind of put it all together. And as far as brands go, I love, as a teacher and a mommy, uh, Melissa and Doug, Mm -hmm. and... um, you know, and also KidCraft. Yeah. I really love KidCraft. I think it's very well built and put together, very difficult to break. Um, and I think that endurable. matters because I'm that kinesthetic person. And so as a child, I could break a lot of toys. Oh. <laughs> and Sarah's like, oh, no, you don't did Don't come it. in my house. <laughs> and, and so if I don't have a durable toy, then I'm going to get that feeling that what I'm that I'm playing with something wrong or that – and there is a self-esteem piece to that. So you're better off with quality than junk because – especially for the hands-on, twist it, turn it – move the parts first before you try to figure out the directions we tend to tackle our toys and we make a mess of them so durability matters and quality matters another one with uh, durability Land of Nod which is an offshoot Uh of Crate and Barrel they have amazing toys we have a tent that it's We've used it for probably almost two this, years This now. is the color of the house tent? This is a different tent. This is actually, we have two different tents. We okay. have a fabric tent, sort of, you know, it's an old-fashioned little pop-up tent. Mm-hmm. And we go in that constantly. We have picnics in there and tea parties. Um, but we also just got a puppet theater. That was the other big gift that we got. So Land of Nod, it was beautiful. It has all different types of puppetry situations you can put up. It's great. And it's, uh, it's I something love, I mean, I love that as a whole different toy category from the consumer-driven is that whole land of nod, fairy land, imagination, nature, play stuff. And that's, I, I mean, it, those are golden recommendations for sure. Okay, so let me ask Nicole the practical question and then we'll come back to the STEM toys. Um, so were there practical gifts on your list this year? Uh we have the. I mean, for Hanukkah we do small gifts, so we do pajamas, socks, you know, rain boots for a birthday, but things like that. Just simple, fun binoculars that she plays with with in class. So we I think don't that's have great. Any. I like those practical gifts. So, um, are we overdoing STEM? I mean, what's up with STEM? <laughs> I'm a STEM fan, but I want to. I want to be devil's advocate, and I want to create balance. Um, Lindsay and first. that's the keyword balance. We are doing STEM toys, and we are also doing, you know, like I said earlier, the personal toys, and um, even. Let me just jump in sure. because maybe everybody isn't familiar. I think everybody is STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. And you might you might turn it into STEAM and make it science, technology, engineering, art, and math. So go ahead. So for STEM toys, I mean, for this Hanukkah in particular. We, and I know Karen and I were talking about this, we actually purchased some toys that are above his level. So some parents buy toys that are just right. Some parents buy, you know, beginning toys. Some parents go above. So we didn't just buy things that we thought would be interesting for him this year as far as STEM toys are concerned. We, you know, put more thought into it and said, well, where can this go? What'd you buy? That so, was above his level. Well, what we're looking at is a light-up table. <gasps> you know it's the top of my toy shopping yes, list. I'm, yes. I'm just thinking because it's not just the, the, the light, which, of course, all that... Reggio Amelia early childhood programs have whole light rooms. It is also the magic 
of having something that lights in the dark. He's I think it's emotional and science. Fascinating. If you watch a video of him right when he that my husband took right when he was born, he's looking up at the lights mm-hmm. and he's turning his head from side to side, and you could just see his little brain and going. He's visual. He's visual. He's so super every visual. Every object that goes on that table is going to become mesmerizing. Yes. And so, I mean, to this day, we'll take him to Sugar Sand Park, and they have an LED table with magnifying glasses and, um, or I'm sorry, color glasses mm-hmm. that change color, mm-hmm. you know, when you hold it over the light. So he's very into that. And I think that that's, you know, even though he's only 15 months, he's very into it now, but that's something that he can have for years. Mm, and he's going sure. to start to look at patterns with the colors. He's going to start naming the colors. So it's not just, wow, look at the light. It's what can I do later on and how can it grow with me? So that's very important to look at with toys is how can it grow with your child? And the one and the and the one criteria I think that matters so much in how it grows with your child is it has to be open-ended. So the bottom line is anybody can play with a floor-level light table. Uh, or the one I'm looking at is the box on the floor. Becker School Supply has it. Their local Florida company highly recommend them. But it's but it's this idea that they will find a way to interact with it now in an immersion in your play kind of experience, and then it will become more structured and goal oriented and product process oriented down the road as they grow and and set their own problem solving with their interaction cool that's a great example thank you thank you that's his one big gift um we're also well because it's his second Hanukkah. (laughs) You're allowed. You're allowed. We're we're doing a train table as well. But the train table was super inexpensive on Amazon um, and it flips over to a Lego table. So it's a kind of a two-in-one. It keeps it organized. It it keeps it with a place and trains are universal. I mean, they are pre-reading. They are whole part relationships. They are everything in terms of being a train, being imagination, being an emotional connection and having all the literacy and math benefits down the road. So, and I think that's yeah, super important to look for in toys is how can you use your imagination? You know, can it be educational? Is it creative? You know, when you look for a toy, I think it's very important to kind of sit back and think and not just buy some piece of junk off the shelf. You know, not really my, think. Here's my objection to STEM, and I'm going to open it up to Nicole and then to Sarah. Um, both STEM and the educational toy question. My deal is... If it's if it, if a child is engaged, it's educational, and and if it's open ended and it brings the right combination. But the universal toys, whether it's a train, a ball, um, a magnetic wall, a t- I mean, a light table might be a new phenomena in our in our stuff in those, this world. But it's still so universal. Kids always made shadow play. Kids always understood this. So every all play is educational to me. And the the aha for me with STEM is if a if a child is engaged, if they are problem solving, if they are making mistakes and regrouping from them, then it's science, technology, and engineering. And um, I'm going to go to Nicole. But my my big aha came when you showed me the ruminate toy because I'm like, it's a dollhouse. Of course dollhouses are architecture and spatial interaction and where you put that furniture is is has been a classic and now we're calling a dollhouse with all these extra little things 
a, a STEM toy for girls. And it's like, good. And just to clarify, it's not just dollhouses. They have, like, I bought Cade the Chateau. And I'll, t- I'll, I'll go into further <laughs> go when you it. ask. Do you want- go now. Okay. No, um, for me, when I say STEM, I... Wait, wait, time. Yes. Ruminate is R-O-O-M-I-N-A-T-E. Yes. Um, but I'm loving the toy. I'm buying it for my nieces. Yeah. they. Well, I have to say, so I was a little... I first saw them on Shark Tank because... Um, and they sort of market their brand as, you know, how to empower girls to do, like, quote-unquote boyish things like engineering and building. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is uh, I've, I'm like you are, I do a lot of, you know, research. And I read reviews and everyone said, like, this isn't just for girls. It's for boys. And what I love about it is I really actually – I don't love – you know, pink is for girls, blue is for boys. I don't like that. So what I really enjoy about this toy, and I bought it for my son, is a, I didn't get him the dollhouse, although I really wouldn't have had a problem. It's a, it's it's a, a chateau, it's a house, so it's a yeah. house. But they also have a bunch of different aspects to it. So, um, But basically, it is a little bit on the girlier, quote-unquote, and colors as far as pastels, but I love that because I love to show him that you can still use stuff. Boys wear just, pink. Yeah. <laughs> Have you met my husband? <laughs> I mean, he, he. you can still use stuff that's, you know, I just try to break that barrier. Yeah. And, I mean, I love my daughter plays with my son's trucks. And somebody once said to me, well, oh, you should get her a pink truck. And I said, why? Why should I get her a pink truck? She's in her. But back to the step. So, for me, my son is very analytical. And um, he loves to know how things work. So, one of the things my son really, really loves is snap circuits. And it's funny because I bought it for him in the age, which I also don't love when I, other than the choking hazard age, I do not understand. I, I found it completely off for my son. Everything I bought, I was like, oh, well, he's 18 months, so we need to get 18 to 24. And those were things that he, some of those things he used at six months, and some of those things he couldn't use until two and a half years Every old. Every child is different. Don't look at the age. No, I don't. Look at your that's child. Exactly, and yes. that, that was my point. Right. So I got him this circuit. This circuit thing says eight to eight. They're snap circuits. He loves it. And something like this, I guess that's where I feel with, when I say STEM, I'm more into a STEM toy that brings together all of those things that you say. So he can create, he can look at what the project is at the time, but as he gets older, he can create. And once he realizes exactly how the circuitry works, he can then, he even did it randomly. He took like a piece off and it did, he's like, oh, that makes a different noise. And he does it, it's independent play. Sometimes he needs my help with it. So we got him, we took it one step further and we got him one that does all this lights that it's basically like, I mean, obviously he has to see it to do it, but then it shows how to light things up, and it's very, it's like a, not a glow-in-the-dark, but it, it, it's all lighting. Cool. And you can connect it to the iPod uh-huh. um, to to control it and stuff like that. And so those are the STEM toys that I'm referring to that kind of encompass everything, well, imagination. And when you start looking at what's being marketed as STEM toys, they're coming from great places, mm-hmm. like Steve Spangler Science, and these places that are saying, don't be afraid of science concepts mm-hmm. for kids' play. So that's where we need that reminder that, no, no, we don't, we're not going to dummy down kids' play. Mm-hmm. We're going to show them how, the mechanics and the, and, and, the, and the complications of a whole world, whether it's through binoculars or microscopes or well, I have to say, circuitry. too, the thing with, with my son is he works a lot. Like, I need, I need 
to work with fine motor with him. So these snaps, I mean, they take mm-hmm. some time for you to get it. And like working it and the ruminate, I mean, I haven't yet had my hands on one, although I do a lot of research and I've watched it in use. It's getting like things in littler spots and that spatial awareness. So I took that into consideration on what I kind of want him to work on and what I know, you know, so that he could be successful with it because he is smart. He knows how it works out, but he can also work on the things that I know he needs, you know, a little bit of help with. Right. And and we do over, I think that's a great reminder. Don't only do what's easy for them. Find the thing that challenges them because it's worth them discovering that they can be masterful at that. Okay, so now to Nicole. STEM, education toys. We haven't really focused on the, there's Goldie blocks and a few other things which are sort of above a three-year-old's level, but maybe they're not. I have to actually look at them again. Um, we do try to do things that are more educational. One of my favorite gifts that we've given before and we've done before is the Grow a Butterfly Kit mm-hmm. because it's science. It's You get the life cycle. You get why does the caterpillar turn into a butterfly? What happens? Something simple like that. Um, I've also seen, which we haven't done, but we sort of done it at home, baking, what makes reactions, you know, the volcanoes with the baking soda and vinegar. That's right. fascinating yeah. and technically science-y, but a lot of fun. So yeah. different things, just how the world works is it's a big source of interest these days. Now, do you find that you play side-by-side side a lot with Sabrina when she's investigating the, the baking and the cooking and the science or these things that you can just buy for her and let her then run on her own with? With the baking, we have to do it together, which is fun, which is a nice activity to do together. So it's, Does she it's, do pretend baking? Do oh, yes. We have a pretend kitchen, and that's that's a big idea for her. Now we're making latkes because uh-huh, of school. We're uh-huh. learning about latkes, so we're going to make some this weekend. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's exciting to see sort of how it it bleeds from the real world into pretend play at the same time. Well, I think we have a lot of representation at the table, which I kind of love, um, from the imaginative and the fairies to the electron to the electronics and the circuitry, which I have to go check that out. Um, so let me just close with um, I'm going to give you two questions around the table: um, best and worst for each of your children of things that that were like that was like the 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 thing that you you want to recommend this year that you're really in love with the thing that it's like yeah I got this. And, um, and the thing that was like the huge waste of money, the thing like, whoa, I wish I'd never bought that. Um, and again, knowing that somebody's worst is always somebody's best. Nicole? We best just got worst. a gift which we haven't opened yet, this, the old-fashioned spin art with the little yes, droplets. Yes. I'm just excited as, as a nostalgic basis to do this with her because I remember doing this on T-shirts and paper and everything, so I'm excited to it. play it. I love it. There. I mean, for everybody that's done spin art, and for anybody that, um, that I don't think spin art is probably an expensive toy, but an old-fashioned lettuce spinner dryer will work as well. You can actually create some of these effects with just stuff in your kitchen. Oh, and the other the other best, uh, we're starting doing board games and other games. Yes. So Sneaky Stacky Squirrel. Someone just recommended Twister to us for a three-year-old. I'm Love excited. it. So Love it. We'll sure. try that. Um, worst toys in general, we're very careful about lead and sort of some of the toys you can start. It's sort of a, a gut check. Does this toy probably have lead in it or is it just cheap plastic that you're a little worried about? So that's something we try to definitely stay away from because even the best made toys, I heard Melissa and Doug, they have recalls with lead every so mm. often. But... You're never quite sure, so okay. something. Keep if you the can junk be safe. out of the house. Yes, and no, let's do one baby toy. Um, baby toy. Anything that lights up right now. Really? Any for a four month old. This is fascinating. So okay. we, we actually just found some of Sabrina's old toys that light up and make music, and we're bringing them back out. Great, great, great. Okay, Lindsay, best and worst. Best toy, I would say, would be the Lego train table, because 
it can grow with them. It's we haven't given it to him yet, mm-hmm. but I, I can see him really, really loving it. He loves to build. He loves to experiment, and I think that the Lego table, because um, it can come apart. It's not just, you know, go to the table and that's where you play Legos. Right. You can take it with you, cool. and you can build wherever you want. Um, same with the trains. It's not just a train table. It, it, it gives you the basis for it, like the little town, but you can take the tracks away from the table. You can bring it with you on vacation or oh, wherever you please, go. please, if anybody buys a train table or train with tracks, do not glue, glue it down. those tracks <laughs> no. down. I need your kids to be able to take them apart, yes. make the mess for the first few months, and a year from now, really reconfigure those train tracks That's in any direction. That's the best part, is yeah. being able to take it with you. It's going to drive you crazy, though, yeah. It's going to, yes, ex- especially for, like, all those super organized moms mm-hmm. out there. Um, it's going to definitely drive you crazy, but let it, you know, it's it's so worth it to have that train table there, but be able to take the tracks and reconfigure them. I mean, I see my husband sitting with, you know, <laughs> yeah. with him doing this. So, you know, pieces it, are good yes. as long as they have a place, a, home, a place to sleep at night. <laughs> right. Exactly. You don't want it all over, but it can okay, go how about away. a worst? The worst, I would say, um, I'm not going to be specific with a toy that's the worst. I'm going to say anything that does everything for you a toy that leaves no imagination so if you have maybe a toy that um lights up sings is remote controlled all in one you know it's just gonna go and you're just watching it go that would probably be the worst um a toy that makes music is great. Mm-hmm. A toy that lights up is great. and um, But when you put all those things together, I guess, like, I'm thinking, like, more like a VTech type of toy. Um, VTech is great, but there are some of them that just leave no imagination and there's nothing left to do except for just watch it go. And the last thing we need in a STEM world is children being taught mm, in a very... Um, unconscious way that there's a one right way of doing this or there's a right answer to this and that and that very specific use this toy this way the research is really clear if we show our children how to play with something they will play with it that way and they will miss 10 other ways to play with it and if a toy is steering children to a rate a right way to play it because it's reinforcing with bells whistles lights mm, sounds yes blue um then uh, uh, not for me but, okay, Sarah, best and worst for both your children. Please. Well, I'm going to actually combine it. Okay. So, well, the best. The best I'm going to combine, and that's where my, is the one thing that has, there's a lot of things, but there's one thing that has stood what I would say the test of time that incorporates hands-on cooperative play so they can both do it um, are blocks. Blocks. My, I have a wooden, a huge box. By the way, all of the pieces come <laughs> in a box, and I love it. Um, it may be Melissa and Doug. I'm not sure. Um, but both of my kids, that's if I can talk about what has kind of, well, I say stood the test of time. She's two and a half. But um, they will. They can always go back to the blocks. There are certain toys that have had phases yeah. that, you know, phase in, they phase out. But that is one thing that, and I'm saying blocks because together they can, you know, they can, they play with it. And it is, I mean, the other day Cade was using it 
with some racetrack that sure, I got sure. him and he then it was an airport and then so it, it can be anything and then my daughter's starting to you know be able to m- manipulate them and work together then you know and then it helps me to do like a little side-by-side play a little cooperative play why don't you pass him a lego so, or um, a block so he can put it up um the, I'm glad you ended your your the, the three Recommendations with something social and something so classic. Right. So, thank you. And thank you. then um, the worst toy, and this <laughs> goes back, and this is a, a Kyle, my, my daughter toy, um, and it goes back to what Lindsay said, is this crawling Minnie Mouse. It was, I wanted to. Do you have it? I wanted to, I, I, they had to have that discontinued it. No, it's a crawling Minnie Mouse. You push a button, and that was about as much as they got. And then the thing would like, I wanted to punt kick it like it like just wouldn't move and I mean that thing lasted a few minutes in my house and I, I mean great, great my, my daughter example. was like what do you what is it, this it does sound it like a do gimmicky anything. holiday toy for a year right. okay so I want to close with the how you got this um, but instead of now talking on what our kids need I'd like to focus on you know the mom buying experience because it's you know that pressure to buy more to have more to have the best thing to have all the right things to not well if there's any stress involved in it how you've um, responded to it and you got this holiday toy buying stuff under control for yourself Nicole? I make a list. I have a list that's running on my phone that I always, if I see something, oh, that could be interesting, and it's always there. So if I need to refer back to what would be a nice gift, what, I have something that I'm not just randomly looking at toy store shelves. And so for holidays, um, did you did you start that list six months ago that you had ideas that were floating around? Mm-hmm. Yes, floating around, and okay. I just keep it on the list. Oh, that would be nice. She'll grow You are such a good example of a delayed gratification or, you know, thoughtful, um, what do I really want? I live really by list, so it's perfect. Love it, yes. love it. Love those list moms because yes. I'm so not good. Lindsay? Well, I guess I'm Nicole's twin because I also... <laughs> I'm her triplet. <laughs> well, there you go. The mom sanity crew. That's Great what these guys think alike. Yeah, yeah. Um, No, I have an ongoing list, and it's not just for Hanukkah. It's just Hanukkah happens to be here, so this is when he's going to get these items. Right, right, right. You know, it, we, do, we do toys throughout the year, but like I said, the biggest thing that I could recommend is less is more. Um Keep your list, keep your ideas, research. Don't buy it right away. Look back at that list a few weeks later and say, hmm, will he still really like that or will she really like that? What do you think? And don't, and, and give up that fear of missing out. Yeah. You don't have to, you know. It will always be there and it will always come back. Right. If, um, if, right, you're right. Such a great, such a great message. Yes. Sarah? Um, I just start doing, I'm a research analyst girl, so I sort of start to research and take into consideration what the kids are into, what I want them to work on, what I think they'll enjoy, um, all sorts of different things. And I would say I just, you know, I make the list and I don't buy right away. Um, I actually sit with it for a little bit. I don't do it right. I don't buy impulsively because I could tend to be like, oh my God, that's an it thing. I saw something even just recently in my Facebook feed that was like the toy you have to have. It was some robot. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. I've already, I've already wrapped the presents. I've already, and I have to say, it's funny you mentioned the light box because that was sort of something I've always had my eye on and I had bought everything. I've wrapped everything. I've labeled everything. And I thought to myself, oh, this would be, and I said, you know what? Not right now. 
Not right now. There's a There's no concluding reason. remark. When you're done, Be you're done. done. Yeah. So you, you really do have this. I am so glad you were the three moms to sit and talk about toy shopping this year. Thank you so much, and happy holidays, everyone. Happy Thank holidays. You. Thank you. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow, listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey, loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules, you write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to the front and the follow for the song listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.